I'm a grind and What's up everybody, my name is Sid, and I've teamed up with the big homie Reg to bring y'all something new, something we like to call Beyond the Scoreboard. Y'all be sure to review, rate, and subscribe. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Beyond the Scoreboard, where every 25-point lead is safe. What's going on, Reg? Hey, what's up, bro? Nothing much, man. Ready for another week of football, man. Yes, sir. Already what? This week four? Already three weeks in? Week four. Week four. Yeah. All right. So last week, our New Orleans Saints traveled up to New England to take on the Patriots in a game that was, I don't, I mean, it wasn't, I mean, it was a low scoring game, but it was about what we expected um, as far as the action or lack thereof. Yeah. Uh, within the within the game, um, the Saints pulled out the twenty eight to thirteen victory, uh, not before losing another important player to injury, losing uh, Toronto Armstead for several weeks. Um, but got the victory, looked dominant again on defense. Uh, pretty confident in saying at this point, look, we have a top five defense again this season. Um, it's just figuring out what it is on offense. But what did you see from the game? Uh, like you said, uh, defense started the show. Uh, they were strong all game, all game long. Um, still haven't seen much from offense, right? And to be honest, I don't think we will, especially with the injury to Tyron Armstead, one of the better left tackles in football. Uh, he protects James Winston blindside. Uh, at this point, Elton Kamara is still our best uh, receiver uh, at this point in the season with the injuries that we have. So uh, I still think that we're going to try to, uh, you know, win games, relying on defense, continue to be low-scoring games, uh, keep the turnovers down, don't beat ourselves, get a big play here and there. But for the most part, uh, we just have to, you know, stay ahead of the chains like we did against New England. New England has a great secondary, and that's even without Stephon Gilmore. However, they still can't uh, find a way to get to the quarterback consistently. Um, and, and that was the biggest thing. They couldn't run the ball, uh, which made it a long day for, uh, for their quarterback, Matt Jones. Play action wasn't successful. Uh, we kept C.J. Gordon-Johnson or Malcolm, um, Malcolm Jenkins or someone from the secondary screaming uh, off the edge to help out with guys like Cam Jordan get pressure. And uh, they just really didn't have, have enough. That game to me was closer than what it really was, though. I think we won, what, 28-13 or something like that? Um, and even if you take away the Jameis Winston touchdown to Galloway, if you give us the, the two missed field goals or even one of the field goals that was missed, it, it still kind of shaped up the same way being a 10 nothing game uh, going into half, which means New England is two possessions uh, down. Uh, I, I just think that we got some breaks in that game. The Elvin Kamara touchdown, they even start things. Like, how did that even happen if you New England? How you don't have him bracket covered in the red zone? Like, that was obviously a blown coverage. Um, but this game was closer uh, than to me than what it really uh, played out to be. A better quarterback could have won that game for New England. Um, not once again. I like Mac Jones. I think he's gonna be a hell of a NFL quarterback. But it's his fourth, it's his third game, you know. So 
a, a more veteran quarterback, a Cam Newton, if he was in there, he could have won that game. I'm not like that's funny you say that because I spoke with a good friend and he said the same thing. And I, I'm not sure about if he would have won that game. Uh, speaking of yeah, Cam, I think he, I, I think he would have won that game. Um, some of the the mistakes that Mac Jones made were just boneheaded mistakes. Like, um, and once again, one of those interceptions wasn't even his fault. John Smith. Uh, doesn't catch oh, the football to bounce off of him there right into Malcolm Jenkins' lap. So it was 21 to 6 at one point. I think they got into the red zone and just couldn't capitalize on it. But if they score a touchdown there, then things open up for them. They get some momentum and, you know, things can change like that. But um, once again, I, I expected you're. Uh, I was listening to the Locked On Saints podcast, and Ross Jackson pointed out how last year. Anytime the Saints ran for 130 plus yards, they won. Um, and I think for the beginning of this season, that's the that's the philosophy. I'm even shocked now that outside of that first game, we haven't seen as much as Tony Jones as I thought we would um, to this point. Um, I think that's the I think that's a philosophy they really want to hammer home, at least up until our bye week. Let's run the football. Let's play good defense. And we're gonna be able to get let's get healthy. And but eventually I do think they want to open up their playbook. They want to take more shots down the field. They want to get Jameis more comfortable. I still think we have to bring in another wide receiver. Um, even even once we get Michael Thomas back, I think we still need another wide receiver. Um, so it's gonna be interesting to see how they go about that. But yeah, man, the last week's philosophy, run the football, get it into your best player's hand, which is Alvin Kamara. Um and good things will happen. That defense, like I said earlier, it's it's a top five defense. Like <laughs> they're going to go out there and you know what you're going to get from them. Um, and it's just about the offense being able to put up something. Defense yeah. not defense yeah. only gonna hold for so long, so you can't go out there and just keep putting them back on the field without giving them anything. But you give them something and they can hold. They can hold. Yeah, and I, and I want to just touch on what you spoke on about New England um, coming out of halftime and putting up three. I think that's what really killed them uh, as well, is that we pretty much played uh, a bend-but-don't-break style of defense, uh, relaxed, conservative, no gambling whatsoever in that third quarter to, to start uh, halftime. And all of the thing they put up was three points. And on the flip side of that, they used up almost the whole third quarter to basically get three, you give us back the ball and now the third quarter's over, it's the fourth quarter and you still find yourself down two possessions against Sean Payton in a pretty good defense. Yeah. Um, and about Tony Jones, I think the reason why we haven't seen Tony Jones at this point is because for one, we're still having issues with our old line. Uh, for two, the week before we was banged up on defense and we found ourselves down a bunch of points uh, uh, pretty soon and you know, you got yeah, to play pass and catch up in Carolina. Uh, but even with all of that going on, Elvin Kamara is still the best threat on the field offensively. So if you do pull him off the field on third down, like they used to do Latavius Murray, he was our third down back for the most part. Um, you, you lose the guy who's the matchup nightmare on third and three. There is no Michael Thomas, um, you know, running some sort of in route that you have to worry about. You don't have a veteran receiver in Emmanuel Sanders. Say what you want to say about Jared Cook, but he was still decent uh, at picking up first downs when needed. You, you know, we had all, we had just about everything. And then you had one of the best signal callers that ever played a game uh, running the show. 
checking out the defense uh, prior to the snap, uh, possibly audible into something that fits us a little bit better for that situation. We have really none of that right now. So uh, I think that's a big reason why we haven't seen Tony Jones as well. Well, and my argument to that is I understand what you're saying about third downs, but use them on the earlier downs. Because once again, if the goal is to we want we want to hit at least 130 rush yards a game, you can't give it to Alvin Kamara 25 times for him to be trying to get that. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a great running back. I think he's one of the best in the league, but we're not trying to pound him for 130 yards or so, you know. So Tony Jones needs to get some of those carries on the earlier downs to where on mm-hmm. third down you can get the full Alvin Kamara experience, basically. And, and I totally agree with that. I just think that we're not in a situation, besides the Green Bay game, we've never been in a situation where we can afford to pull Elvin Kamara off the field as much as we would like to keep him fresh. Uh, well, and I, to get like, I think Sunday against New England was a great opportunity to be running Tony Jones on first and second down. Well, once we went up a couple possessions, I would say uh, in the second half, I, you know, I, I believe that's true. Yeah. But if, but if, if we're to me, we're going to always find ourselves in somewhat of a ball game unless we're unless we're playing against a weaker opponent, like that much weaker. Long as we're playing against anyone, any average team in the NFL, I think it's going to be somewhat of a ball game simply because of our inability to score the ball. So I'm just saying you when you pull Elvin Kamara off the field, I'm saying in a football standpoint, the defensive coordinator, coordinator has nothing to worry about. I, um, okay, so let's look across the rest of the league uh, from week three's uh, action. We started off with uh, – what did we st- no, not Cowboys. We started off with dang, what was Thursday night game? Thursday night game. Oh, Panthers, Texans. And we saw Christian McCaffrey go down in that game. Um, but once again, the Texans weren't able to do anything offensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Davis Mills first start. Um, even though he I said this uh, Thursday when the game was going on. I tweeted and I put it on Facebook. I said, Tyron Taylor about to lose his third job to a rookie quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Davis Mills didn't go out there and look amazing. He looked just as – well, honestly, he looked better uh, than some of these other uh, draft quarterback draft picks of this past year. Um, but he looked comfortable. He he got better as the game went along. Um and if Tyrod can't get back quickly, I think I think that's Davis Mills' job now, uh, which sucks for Tyrod Taylor because once again, we're looking at a guy that's playing well, mm-hmm. gets hurt, and then he may be in jeopardy of getting his job back. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, that Panthers Texans game went basic. We we thought it would be more points from the Panthers, but like I said, with Christian McCaffrey getting hurt, that kind of that kind of shut that down. Definitely. Um. The big game from the weekend for me, which was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the L.A. Rams. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I know we made our Super Bowl picks at the beginning of the year, and I know I had the Rams. Matthew Stafford is 10 times the quarterback that Jerry Goff was, and that makes all the difference in the world for this team. Mm-hmm. I think the 
looking at as Super Bowl contenders, even with Jared Goff as their quarterback. Not saying Jared Goff is horrible, but Jared Goff is an average quarterback. Matthew Stafford is not. Matthew Stafford is a guy who's been in a bad situation for a long time uh, and even was able to make the best out of that bad situation. Um, Matthew Stafford is going to take this team to the Super Bowl, uh, especially if they're able to sustain some type of running game. If they can get, if Darren Henderson can stay some type of healthy, Sonny Michelle seems to be getting comfortable uh, in that system now. If they can sustain any type of running game, and you got Cooper Cup being the best wide receiver in the league, but you still have Robert Woods and Deshaun Jackson and uh, Tyler Higby, like, um, what's the other guy named? Van, uh, Joseph. Uh, what's his name? Van, Van Joseph? Van Jefferson, I think is his name. <laughs> All of this talent on that offense, and then you got Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald on the other side of the field, that team's going to be hard to beat, and I don't care who you are. Um, so that, that game actually played out just about as I thought it would. Tampa Bay came into that game being beat up on defense especially and lost another corner uh, during that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, lost during the game. Didn't have Antonio Brown because of COVID protocol. Um, but even if they were at full strength, I think the game plays out similar to what it did. Um, That secondary of Tampa Bay is one of the two things I've always been worried about uh, of that team. And then when you go up against an offense, if that's talented, it's going to show. And that's what happened Sunday, in my opinion. I would like to say this. Uh, I give all credit to the Rams uh, Mm -hmm. for winning that game. Uh, Like we spoke about prior to that game starting, Hey, it makes all the sense in the world to pick the Rams to win this game. The only reason why I'm going to even give Tampa Bay a, a chance right now is because they have Tom Brady over there. Yeah. But I will say this. I'm, I would look forward to a rematch of this game and seeing both teams uh, fully healthy or close to healthy as possible. Antonio Brown is very crucial to what Tampa Bay does offensively. They can spread you a, a different type of way with Antonio Brown in the slot. And Scotty Miller, I mean, he's no slouch. Uh, you know, he's fast and he can blow the top and all that good stuff. But he's not Antonio Brown. Uh, he's nowhere near, you know, Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and the unfortunate thing about that is the further we get into the season, the less healthy probably both teams are going to be. So whenever they do meet again, they're probably going to be even less healthy than they were yeah. uh, this time around. Um, some other interesting games from the weekend, Baltimore and Detroit. Uh, we see in Baltimore continue to struggle because, once again, the league seems to have this Lamar Jackson thing figured out. So if he can't do more, like, he's still going to get his. Right. Uh, but it's going to be way more contained than it has been, and it's not going to lead to as many victories as it has been. Um, so for um, Detroit to be... <laughs> Up that one point, and they got robbed too. May I, may I also say they got robbed, being that uh, there was a delayed game that wasn't called on that last drive, um, and there was something else because that delay that was a delayed like that delayed game was two seconds beyond the clock, so it was crazy that it didn't get called, and then it was something else. I think an intentional grounding that didn't get called, but um, for Justin Tucker to go out there and just. <laughs> yeah, just do it. Sixty-six yards, no problem. Let's let's get it done. Right. To break Detroit's heart like that was crazy, mm-hmm. but um, once again, this is a Detroit team whose 
already looking better. It's still going to come down to, with the Jared Goff thing, it was a gamble that was worth it for them. Uh, if he pans out to be the quarterback that took the Rams to the Super Bowl one year, great. If not, they'll be able to move on from him easily. And he came along with two first-round picks. So, you know, it was worth the risk for them. But uh, Dan Campbell has done a, a decent job over there thus far. And it's it's interesting to see um, the spots that they have that are already turning around. Um, the Chargers and the Chiefs was another good one where I looked up and I was like, man, the Chiefs are about to lose this game. Um, Early. Yeah, yeah. And I know you um, – you hit me up Sunday. You was like, man, Justin, Justin Herbert is already to that point to where they trust him to look. We're going to keep putting the ball in your hand and we know you're going to be able to get out here and do what it takes to win. Um, and he's absolutely there. And these charges are healthy right now for the first time in a long time. Like it seems like every year early on, they get beat up by injuries. And right now you're seeing a healthy Derwin James. You, you have Eckler. Bosa's healthy. Um, you have all of these guys who's been missing from you for all these years, and you have a quarterback that's not horrible, you right. know. So I mean, shit, you got a quarterback that's looking pretty top top seven ish right now. So that that once again, that quarterback position means uh, all the world for for a lot of these teams who've just been missing that for a while. Down in Green Bay game, yeah, yeah. yeah. they have a lot of. Uh... A, a, a lot of must-see in that game. Aaron Rodgers bouncing back from a poor, another loss, you won't call it poor performance or, or whatever you want to say, uh, and San Francisco trying to stay alive in that tough division. To me, that was a very uh, interesting game that came down to the wire as well. And that and that's, that point right there that you just made is one that is interesting because you really don't think about it until the end of the season. But once again, we're talking about a division that's stacked. Oh yeah, and losing these games early is going mm-hmm. to put you behind. It's going to put you behind it because you yeah. got Cardinals and the Rams already sitting at three and zero. Yeah, forty nine of the two and one Seahawks are one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think any of them have played each other yet. I don't think there's been a division game yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's definitely that's definitely something that with that division. And with the AFC West, surprisingly, those are two divisions you got to go yeah. ahead and pay attention to right out the gate. Yeah. Um, you got the Raiders being undefeated. You got the Broncos being undefeated. The Chargers are what two and one, two. and Kansas City is one and two. Um, and no one expects Kansas City to be sitting at the bottom of that that uh, division. At all. <laughs> so it's going to be real interesting to see how that plays out. Um, okay, so let's look forward to week four. Uh, let's start where we always start. Let's start with our New Orleans Saints. Uh, New Orleans Saints finally returned home Sunday after uh, the New England game for the first time, I think they said, in 28 days. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we were supposed to have our opener there. Um, had to play that in Jacksonville, but we get to return home this Sunday against the New York Giants. Um don't feel the advantage is real. And in situations like this, the prolonged wait, um, I know uh, they were saying it's been January 29th. Well, yeah, January January of 2020 was the last year we were uh, 
we had a full capacity crowd in the in the Superdome, and what's now the Caesar Superdome. Um, so we get to welcome in the Giants for their first game back. And how do you see that one playing out? Man, I think the energy is going to be unreal, of course. Uh, you just spoke, you know, about the advantages. Uh, I think home field is going to do the offense some good. Uh, now, keep in mind, Tyron Ty- Armstead would not be present at left tackle this game. So I'm not going to go crazy and say, oh, it's about to be uh, the Packers game all over again. Um, I, I expect the offensive play calling to, to be very similar to what we've been seeing. Um, however, I think defense will be just a little bit better. Um, keep in mind, too, um, a lot of folks sleep on the fact that that Daniel Jones can run a little bit. He can move around a little bit, so we may get beat a little bit with his legs. But far as, um, like, basic defense, you know, being prepared, uh, not being caught off guard, I, I don't see any issues that we're going to have. I think you're going to see a lot of Demario Davis. We, you already know the Saints are pretty good at stopping the run. One of the, one of the better run-stop defenses in the NFL uh, the way Lattimore has been playing is lights out. I know he did miss a game, and he's been lights out. Um, to this point, Jones and um, Galloway, they have no connection thus far in the season. Yeah. Um, having Lattimore on them is not going to make life any easier. Uh, Bradley Roby working on the other side. We got CJ back in the slot. I'm about to get hyped up right now just calling out names, bro. Uh, we, <laughs> I think this will be Cam Jordan's best game this year. Um, but over, overall, I think it's going to be another basic low-scoring game in the Saints win. If I had to call out a score, I really, I really think this one's going to be like a 24-ish, 13-ish type game. That's what, and that's probably the way I should be going about it, but I'm not. So we're going to start here. We talk about the New Orleans Saints having a top-five defense coming into this game without mm-hmm. ever playing a home game. Mm-hmm. So they haven't gotten the benefit of a crowd being on their side or anything like that, which only capitalizes on that. Mm-hmm. Um, you just brought up Lattimore and Bradley Roby. I want to bring up Paulson Adebo, who mm-hmm. has who started as our number two corner and hasn't given that up to this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, even with Bradley Roby uh, being there, um, and then of course we're getting Ken Crawley back soon. But Adebo has stepped in and played very well. Mm-hmm. Um, far exceeding expectations at this point. Um, I think this is the game. Oh, well, and then I want to point out, like you were talking about with the Giants offense, where Galladay and Jones haven't built that connection yet, but mm-hmm. they're talking about Sterling Shepard being out. They're talking about Darius Slayton not, paying, not playing. The, Gi- uh, the Giants fans are already prepared to run Evan Ingram out of town. Mm-hmm. They, they're growing more and more tired of him every time he's in the field. And then you have an offensive line who, over the past three years, we keep saying, look, as bad or as good as you think Daniel Jones can't be, he's not going to be anything but bad behind that offensive line. And that offensive line is still bad. Um, So you got Saquon Barkley still trying to get back into full rhythm after his injury. I don't think... Like you say, maybe Daniel Jones beats us a couple times with his legs, but outside of that, I can't see them doing much on offense, if anything. No. Um, and I think with that being the case, I with that being the case, with the emotions of being back home, um, I think this is the time Sean Payton tries to open up his playbook even more. Um, I think we see more passes from Jameis Winston this week. 
Uh, Kenny Stills having his second week back into this system. I think you see a lot more of Kenny Stills. Um, I think you see more of Kamara in the past game than what we've even seen so far. I think I think we go out there and we're able to put up at least 30 points against this team. Um, so I would go... I'm going to go 30 to 10. Okay. I'm going to go 30 to 10. We're not far off. You made it seem yeah, like. I mean, yeah, but yeah, you, you're right. We're not far off. But I think, I think, I think the offense explodes early and then late is just killing clock. So I yeah. think we could go out there and get more than 30 points. But I think we, like I said, I think we get up there early and then we just cruise for the rest of the way. And see, I see more of them just not being able to stop the run. So why would you even put the ball in harm's way? Yeah. I really feel like we can definitely average four and a half to, to six yards a pop against them, no matter how many times we decide to run the ball. Yeah. Uh, and I just see that being being the game plan. Like, it's, I just don't see them being able to line up uh, in a way because they're a man team, you know, and if you're going to play man, then it's a little bit harder to stop the run in the NFL level. So, uh, if you if you're going to tell me you're going to use the strength of your, your your team, which is your front four and then your secondary, and keep your your backers out of the equation, then um, they're going to have to find a way to to play man basically, keep an extra guy in the box to contain, and just keep one safety over the top. Anything outside of that, I mean, <laughs> it's going to be pick, pick and chooses for James Winston. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. So we both see that pretty much the same way. Um, I know the line we saw was seven and a half for that game. Obviously, we both off of the predictions we just made, we both taking the Saints to, to, yeah. So second game we're gonna pick this week is the Panthers and the Cowboys. We got the Cowboys minus four in this game. What you see? Oh, minus four. Yeah, I think it opened up uh, at six. <clears throat> I think it's down to four now, though. Who, who's at home? Um, let's see. I want to say the Cowboys. And they're only minus four? Yep, Cowboys at home. Minus four. Yeah. Cowboys in this one. Yeah. Uh, first of all, you look at, you know, one of the big things that Carolina's able to do on defense at this point, this is, you know, what, what has them undefeated is them being able to lock down both sides of the, of the field. Uh, with speed and, and great corner play. And then you got two guys that can get after the quarterback good and missing a corner, which, you know, isn't the, the end of the world, although he's played great to this point. But then Christian McCaffrey is also out. So basically, yeah. you're, you're missing a cornerstone on your defense and the best player on your team. Uh, you're going into uh, Dallas. Dak Prescott has been one of the best quarterbacks in football to this point. He is red hot. That offense is on fire. They finally look like they can get back to running the ball pretty good. Um, I just find it hard to see Carolina being able to match Dallas point for point. Even if the defense come to play, I still find it hard for them to be able to put up point after point like that Prescott will be able to do with his with his offense. And Dallas defense hasn't been horrible at this point. Like I mm-hmm. thought uh, they, they're causing a lot of turnovers. I think they're averaging two a game right now. Uh, and they're having success on that side of the ball. So... Uh, I, I really would have to take Dallas in this game. I would take Dallas by a touchdown, to be honest. And um, and I, I really think Dallas, you know, will be the first team to, um, I don't want to say make Carolina's defense look look bad, 
but I think that they're going to have uh, success against Carolina's defense. Dallas, Dallas's offense that came out looking good, and now the rest of the offense has caught up to where they look like they figured it out. Like you said, um, mm-hmm. not just the passing game, because of course you got to worry about Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, uh, Michael Gallup when he gets back. But even even in his absence, Cedric Wilson, they've been using uh, that tight end Schultz mm-hmm. and um, the other guy very well as well. And then more importantly, like you also pointed out, they got their run game back. You got Zeke. Um, looking formidable right now and then you've added in Tony Pollard and not only what he can give you in the run game but what he can give you in the pass game mm-hmm. and you found a good balance of that mm-hmm. um like you say the strength of that Carolina defense is their front four um which may have some success against Dallas's O-line but once again you're talking about a veteran quarterback in Dak who's going to be able to get the ball out of his hands quickly and he's going to have receivers open um Against a secondary that's been solid, but once again, they're not they're not the best. They're not one of the best secondaries, and they're missing J.C. Horn, um, right. like you said. So, yeah, so I think I, I agree with you. I think Dallas is going to be able to – you said a touchdown. i probably give them 10. Uh, well, at I'm least. saying at least a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. You told me yeah. only uh, minus four. Mm-hmm. I was, I found that hard. I was like, well, maybe because they're on the road, but you're telling me that they're home. They're home, yeah. And they're only minus four. Like, so what you're basically saying is if Christian McCaffrey and J.C. Home was healthy, this would be a pick em? That's yep. what you basically, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So they, they obviously aren't still big on Dallas to this point, at least, or, or they think more highly of uh, the Panthers yeah. than we do so far. Because once again, it's not like Sam Donald has looked bad, but if you're gonna put Sam Donald in a position to where he has to win the game for you with his arm, I don't think he's at that point yet. Especially when the only receiver that's actually looked great for him is DJ Moore. Um, DJ Moore. Robbie Anderson hasn't hasn't done much uh, to this season. Terrence Terrence Marsh hasn't done much, but he's been looking better every week. Um, so, yeah, uh, I don't think that they're going to be able to just run the football down the Cowboys' throat at yeah. all. So, yeah, I'm definitely, like you say, at least a touchdown with the Cowboys. I'm riding with you on that one. Um, then we have the Ravens against the Broncos. And you got the Broncos minus one in that game. Yeah. Uh, once again, the Broncos is sitting in a position kind of like Carolina at this point. They're undefeated. Um their undefeated looks a little differently. They've gone up against the worst teams in the league uh, to get to their undefeated. Um, but once again, you got a defense that can't be denied. Like that defense is one of the best defenses in the league. You got Teddy Bridgewater, who you know is going to take care of the football. And even though they're looking at some injuries uh, at the receiver position right now, you still got a good amount of talent on that offense with Noah Fan, Melvin Ingram, uh, Williams, uh, the other running back, you still got uh, Tim Patrick and uh, Cortland Sutton. So you still got talent on that offense. Um, but if you can't stop, if for some reason you can't get stops against Baltimore, how successful will your offense be against Baltimore's defense? Yeah, I actually think Denver will be able to move the ball better against Baltimore than Baltimore will be to move the ball against Denver. I think Denver defense will look better. It just comes down to the X factor. 
Lamar Jackson, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he's that guy that can really bust the game wide open. Um, and we kind of talked about this off air a little bit, too. It's like, man, the only thing that's making me pick Baltimore, and I'm going to take Baltimore by a field goal, right? Really, I want to say two points, but I'll just say even field goal. The only reason, and when I say only, is because I don't feel like Denver is battle-tested. Um, yeah. The Ravens, yeah. you know, Detroit is, is not a good, is not a great team, but it went down to the wire. Um, you know, I, I don't think a lot of people is giving Lamar uh, enough credit for the throw he made to set up that field goal. Um, and you know he wants to battle back strong. I know he's hurt. He's dealing with some back pain. But that whole Ravens team is looking to bounce back strong after what everybody feel like they should have blown the Lions out. And I'm more than sure Denver's looking at it like, man, if the Lions held them, I know we can do it. Yeah, the <laughs> Teddy don't turn the ball over. You know what I'm saying? So it's gonna be a good one. Uh, but I just feel like Baltimore have they, they, they've been battle tested at this point a little bit more than Denver, and uh, I'm I'm going to give them um, I'm going to give them a two point two two three point favorite to win this game. Yeah, because to your point, the three the three wins that Denver has is against the Giants, the Jaguars, and the Jets. Mm-hmm. They put up 26, they put up 27 in two of those games, 26 in another one. Uh shut out the Jets and then gave up 13 to the Giants and the Jaguars. Um I do think Baltimore is able to get to more than 13. Um, but once again, you're talking about a Broncos team that's putting up 26 27 points a game, which is mm-hmm. kind of surprising. Like I didn't even uh think that they were averaging that. Extra um, and, and and once again, we're talking about them playing bad teams uh, in those first three games, but this Baltimore defense hasn't looked any better than than any of those. Man, that's so shocking, man. Yeah. Because their defense like was 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 still coming into uh, this year, just like last year. And I was like, yep. man, I wasn't. It's like everybody on their on their uh, defense took a step down. Besides Patrick Queen, he's yep. still the only guy that's flying around making plays uh, when his name is called, whether it's in coverage or what. But then you look at, you know, Marlon Humphreys, who was – I had inside my top three corners last year. I yeah. mean, he's getting beat a lot this season, a mm-hmm. lot. Um, um, plus Campbell, you know, he's a guy yeah. who, who lines up on the edge. He lines up inside. He normally wrecks, you know, game plans. He hasn't had that mojo. Yeah. Hasn't had that mojo. So, uh, yeah, Baltimore, their defense uh, is not looking like uh, they once was last year. Yeah, so I'm 100% with you right there. Um, like I say, I can, I, hell, I can see this being a low-scoring game. I can see neither team getting the 20 points. Um, and I, I think, oh, what, what'd you say? I was going to say, I think the Ravens get the 20. To be honest, I think both teams get the 20, to be honest. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, and, and I'm not saying they won't. I'm saying I wouldn't be shocked if they don't. Yeah. Um, but I'm right there with you. Taking Baltimore by a field goal. And I think, uh, <clears throat> I think, once again, Lamar Jackson is that is that X factor. He's what he could do with his legs. Uh, honestly, I've been shocked by how well Sammy uh, Sammy Watkins has played to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, they just uh, elevated um, Rashad Bateman back to their uh, to their active roster, so they they should get some of him this week. And then you got uh, Hollywood, who's been looking even better this season as well. So, awesome. so yeah, exactly. Uh, so, um, but once again, they're going up against a defense that's from top to bottom. They 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 have a defense that's really solid. So, 
But I think, like I said, I think Lamar Jackson is the X factor, and I think he'll make it happen. Between between him and Justin Tucker, they're going to squeeze, squeeze yeah, out of Yeah, and that was the next thing I was going to say. Yeah, you know, Justin Tucker coming with him, man. He really don't miss. So, But, like, I, I, I'll say 24-20. I see it being 24-20, but I still I see both teams going 20 in this ballgame. Yeah. So, uh, the last game we're going to look at is the Titans versus the Jets. The Titans are minus seven in this game. Um, so, of course, we've seen the Jets. We know the story about the Jets. The Jets are 0-3 at this point. The Jets haven't looked like much at this point. Um, rookie quarterback Zach Wilson, he's had some times where he's looked decent. He's had other times where he's just making rookie mistakes uh, left and right. Um, they don't have a run game to help him out. Uh, the receivers that they have over there with him just haven't looked good so far. I expect Corey Davis to look better. Um, who's the other guy they got over there? Um, I know they still have Crowder, don't they? I don't think so. They got somebody. They have another receiver over there. I just can't think of I right now. I haven't heard of it. They need to grab someone. Try my hardest not to use Google. Yeah, I gave up. I'm going to try to look it up. You can look it up and... Uh, but yeah, that's definitely um they haven't looked great. And <laughs> my <laughs> Yeah, to say the least. But Yeah, Elijah Moore, that's what I was thinking about. Elijah okay, Moore. yeah, yeah, they did draft Elijah Moore. Okay. Yeah, so but the Titans haven't either. Um yeah, the and and that first game where they got throttled by Arizona <laughs> and then um what are they? Are they two and one? Because they beat Seattle and they beat. Um, did they beat Seattle or did they lose that game to Seattle? I think they lost that game. I think they won in two. Okay, so yeah, you're looking at it. Oh yeah, but last week they rolled. Um, well, they didn't roll. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't, like, they didn't go. They didn't go crazy. Because I know Ryan. I know Ryan Tannehill looked really good last week. Despite my receiver. Yeah, he threw. Yeah, I think he threw four touchdowns, but I think he still failed to like throw over two twenty-five or something. If I want to say, yeah. So once again, this is this is a team that's of course reliant on Derrick Henry above everything else. But we looked at this. Te- yeah, they two and one. Uh, we looked at this team adding um, Julio Jones to put on the other side of AJ Brown. AJ Brown has been a dud through three weeks. Yeah. Like. One hundred percent a dud, and trust me, I know I got him on multiple fantasy teams, uh, and he's been horrible. Um, yeah, Tannehill, like you said last week, he threw one ninety-seven, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, which once again, is hard. It's hard for him to get anything going if both because Julio Jones and AJ Brown went out last week. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Julio came back. Julio came back. Yeah, and I know they. But they're talking about A.J. Brown and Julio Jones not playing this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that's going to be the case, then I don't I don't think the Jets are bad enough to just let 30 rushes by Derrick Henry beat them by a touchdown or more. Like, I don't – because even if that's the route Tennessee goes, that's going to be a lot of eating the clock. That's going to give – you know, that's going to be a very low-scoring game. And I think – the Tennessee the, week one, me and you talked about it. We looked at it like, dang, we forgot Tennessee got rid of all their cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. They ain't got nothing in the secondary now. Um, I think if the Jets 
if there's an opportunity for the Jets wide receivers to get something going for Zach Wilson to be able to exploit a secondary, I think this is a better, as good of a chance as any. Um, I don't, I still don't think the Jets win this game, but I think they can cover. I think they can lose by six, by three. Um, I don't think that they give up. I don't think they end up losing by eight points to Tennessee. Eight is the spread. It's seven. It's, it's, seven. Yeah. If AJ Brown or Julio Brown plays, I think Tennessee wins and cover. I yeah. Think so. Yeah, and I I can't. Once again, I've seen AJ Brown not do a thing this season, and mm-hmm. Julio hasn't done much more than that. Um. So, like I say, unless, like I said, both of them go out there and. They look at the Jets how I think the Jets should be looking at their defense and say, look, if we're going to figure it out, this is the game to figure it out. So let's go out here and throw the ball all over the field. Let's, let's get comfortable with each other. Um, I, I think if this was like week eight or nine, you know, something like that, I think the yeah. Jets have a little, a little bit more chemistry. But, you know, they had a lot of guys that's out. Um, some, one of them was out with COVID or something like that. One of their receivers to begin the game. I think so. I think so. Yeah, I'm not positive uh, yeah. about who that was. Yeah. Who was it? No, I said I'm not positive oh. about who it is. I'll look at them. Yeah. To this to this point, they still lack chemistry. You still got a rookie quarterback who don't have a Barreto line. Uh, no rushing attack whatsoever. So I mean, it, it's still going to take some time to, f- to figure that thing out before they can really let him off the leash. Now, if he just go out here and he's using his legs. Tennessee's are uh, allowing him time in the pocket, yeah. But um, I think the fact Tennessee could rely so heavily on Derrick Henry, if Ryan Tannehill don't turn the ball over, uh, I definitely uh, see them winning and covering. Yeah, not, and there's no reason to believe that Derrick Henry going to be out here turning the, turning the football over at all. Oh, it's Ryan Tannehill who I'm worried about turning it over. It's not Derrick Henry. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so once again, it's looking, it's looking like A.J. Brown's not going to play. Um, I know they said Julio was dealing with a hamstring too, which makes me believe he's not gonna play either. Um, so if you're looking at this guy I've never heard of, Nick Westbrook, Icon, and Chester Rogers as being their top two receivers. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't trust that to be able to go out there and really, you know, push the ball down the field. So it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a heavy run game for them. Um, you said Julio is, is has he's out. It looks like he's gonna miss. He, it looks like he's going to miss because he's dealing with a hamstring injury as well. Got yeah, it. so it's looking like he's going to miss. Yeah. So if you're missing both of – even if he was missing one of those guys, even though they haven't done anything to this point, they still give you that pose of threat being on yeah. your outside. So even if you got one of them out there, I'd feel more comfortable. Yeah, but yeah. to not have either one of them – Well, yeah, that's, that's, what I'm saying. That, that, that's different. That's what I'm saying. If, yeah. they have, if they have one, I'm taking them to win and cover. But if they don't have neither, then I'll probably just still take them to win and not vote. Yeah, yeah, and I and at this point, like I say, from what I've seen from Tennessee, it's hard for me to believe that they <laughs> that they like I said, I'm expecting AJ Brown to not be there for sure. Mm-hmm. So if it's just Julio Jones, I'm still real iffy on it. So I'm I'm gonna take the Jets. I'm gonna roll with the Jets to win or to cover. To cover, they're not gonna win, but oh. to cover. <laughs> And it was, was Jameson Crowder who had COVID. Yeah, it was Jameson Crowder. Okay, I figured they still had him. Um, so one game that we're not even going to pick, but just to touch on, not official picks, but just to talk about some of the other games. Of course, the big one going on uh, in Foxborough is Tampa Bay going back to New England uh, this week. 
Uh, oh, my bad. Not just Tom, but Tom and Gronk and Antonio Brown going going back to Foxborough to take on New England. Sunday night football. Touchdown favorite is Tampa Bay. I'm honestly shocked that there's more than that. Um, but what you think about that game? Oh man, after seeing um, after seeing New England's offensive line, because you know they came in with a new old line this year as well. Mm-hmm. After seeing the old line in preseason, I was kind of convinced, like, all right, they're gonna be okay. But man, since the season, they have not been okay. Um, it doesn't get any easier with Tampa's front four. Uh, yeah. You know, Tampa in front that front seven. <laughs> Uh, they have great uh, guys up front and uh, great linebackers as well to go along with it. Uh, Matt Jones haven't been pushing the ball downfield, uh, but if they were going to try to get him a little bit more protection to allow him to try to air it out a little bit downfield, yeah. this is this is the week because this secondary is beat the hell. And even yeah. when they're healthy, secondary is still the, the worst part of that defense. Yeah. Uh, but I just don't see them being able to get enough time to score with Tom Brady. So I do think Matt Jones is going to favor a little better against their defense than ours, but mm-hmm. because Tampa's offense is so much better than ours right now, uh, I, I don't think that he'll be able to cover that that seven points, that uh, seven that he's given. Um, and, and I know we talked about this on the phone Sunday while our game was going on. I was sitting there and I was like, man, we got Every every play we were getting to the Mac Jones, and I gave him credit for how quick his release was because he was getting the ball off. He was getting yeah. the ball off and not putting in a harm, even with pressure getting there so quickly. Like you say, um, he's going to face the same thing against his Tampa Bay defense. But like you said, their secondary is a little more susceptible to allowing uh, a big play or two there. So if he can get um, or, or Nelson Aguilar or, or Jacoby Myers – um, John o. Smith, Hunter Henry, he has some weapons that he can use. And like you say, if there's a secondary to go up against, neither this is it. Those, neither one of those tight ends has done nothing to this point. So I'm just rooming them out. Plus, they're playing. I mean, but that's not because of them. That's because of their quarterback and their O-line. Like, once again, that's what I was going to say. If C.J. Gordon-Johnson would have never tripped, we would have never knew New England had a tight end on the field all game long. Um and like I said, I just think it's not Matt Jones, it's the O-line. They, they, yeah. they get no time. And, and I was about to say, and even for you to say that their tight ends haven't done any, that's still the best part of their offense when it comes to his weapons. Yeah. They've still been, they've yeah. still been the, the ones getting the most targets, the ones, you know, actually being yeah. uh, worth anything. So, yeah. And you mix that in with the fact that they can't run the football. Like, that's just a bad combination. And, they, and even if they could, they wouldn't be able to do it against Tampa Bay. So, yeah. or, you know, or last week, again, like, yeah, so these are just bad matches. Like, they're going to have to throw the football. Yeah. One way or the other. One good thing about New England is I think you're going that they have a good center to go against Tom Brady. And that's mm-hmm. guys that can actually play man coverage. And I yeah. think that is the best way to disrupt Tom Brady is yeah. getting to him sooner than when he then you know you, you get to him as soon as possible, make him throw the ball a second earlier too, but also having guys that can be physical and play man coverage. And um I do think he's going to have to rely on Brock and the tight ends and the running backs out of the backfield a little bit more uh, this week. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see how they use uh, Matthew Juden. Uh, he has been mm-hmm. a go-get on defense when they need someone yeah. to go get the quarterback. So it will be interesting to see how they use him. Um, but outside of that, you know he's going to get man. I'm more than sure they got a lot 
a lot of stuff dialed up for it. Um, New England doesn't really get pressure with their front four. Tampa has one of the best right tackles. They're not uh, shabby at the center position. Alex Mack has been playing great. Um, somewhat of a run, running attack. New England never could stop a run. Uh, so I, I just don't see them being able to keep the game close. Maybe it starts close or so, but I don't see them being able to consistently, you know what I'm saying, get, mm-hmm. going three and out or whatever or pushing the ball, getting the first down, punting. Keep giving Tom Brady all these extra opportunities and him not cashing on them. Um, yeah, and I and, and that's exactly what it's going to be. Like, I think that New England defense is going to hold up as long as they can. But once again, we talked about it with New Orleans. Uh, that defense is good, but it's only so many times you're going to be able to just go out there and get another stop for us because we're not going we're not putting up no points. It's yeah. only so so many times you're going to be able to do that. So right. I agree with you. I think it's close through two and a half quarters. Yeah. Um, but eventually that Tampa Bay defense is going to catch fire and – Tom Brady is going to be able to put up some points to where they're definitely going to be able to to beat them by a touchdown uh, or more. And I would oh. say this, if New England goes up, I'm sorry, if Tampa Bay goes up early, like two possessions oh, early. Oh, yeah, it's okay. No, I'm, I'm saying like first quarter, 10 nothing. Yeah. Right? Like to start the second quarter, is 10 mm-hmm. that, That's huge. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. 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 Um. So we just talked about the NFC West. I just wanted to touch on that real quick because uh, you have uh, all four teams playing amongst each other this week. You got Cardinals playing the Rams and you got the Seahawks playing the 49ers. Um, this game for the Seahawks is, once again, we just talked about how we are we only at week four and you already got to pay attention to the standards within the division. With Seattle being the team that's one and two uh, right now at this point uh, and going up against San Francisco, who's two and one, it's super important for the Seahawks to be able to get that, to go out there and get a win. They're not at home. Uh, 49ers are only favored by two and a half. What do you see? What do what, you think about that? Uh, I, want your, I want your opinion uh, on Jimmy Garoppolo at this point as well. I know we talked and voiced our opinions on him uh, going into the season. <clears throat> um, what are you thinking about him now? I think Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, especially last week, I think he played decent. I know a lot of San Francisco 49ers fans. They are so ready to move on from Jimmy G, bro. Yeah. Like, when I say so much ready, Jimmy G isn't a bad quarterback. He just finds himself in some very unique situations. Um, To me, he answered the pressure very well against Green Bay. He stepped up, got his team to lead. Say what you want to say is Aaron Rodgers, what they do, whatever. But yeah. he put his team in position to win that ball game. Now, he didn't start off great, right? But he found his rhythm uh, in the second half, and, and he started getting it done. I have all the faith in Kyle Shanahan, right? I think he's one of the best offensive minds in football. But in order for his offense to, to, to take off the way it's supposed to, the way that it can really be dangerous, you need either a quarterback – that has a strong arm and is very accurate, like a Matt Ryan, right? Mm-hmm. So look, my guy can't move around a whole lot. When he throws the ball, it's going when he's throwing. Jimmy G doesn't have a strong arm, and he's not super accurate. Or yeah. two, or two, I can see a very mobile quarterback working wonders in that offense. A guy that you know, every time he he extends that ball to the running back's belly, that he, that defensive end has to stand up and respect that and honor that. You don't get that with Jimmy G. So I do think, you know, with Tom with Trey getting his, his feet wet, 
he can get more and more comfortable and become a better quarterback for San Francisco. But I don't think Jimmy G is the the problem right now with San Francisco. Yeah. It's not Jimmy G. Um, but I, I do think they, they move on from him. I definitely think they move on from him. Not this season, I'm saying, but I do think yeah. before the, the year's out, I think Trey will be your starter. Yeah, and I'm still standing on what I said in the beginning. Like I said, I think Jimmy G is the quarterback throughout the rest of the season. After this year, he's gone. But yeah. for the rest of the season, I think he's the quarterback just because I feel like he has to really lose the job in order for them to give it to Trey Lance this year. Uh, I do really think that they they really just prefer to give Trey Lance a year to really just sit back and learn and take everything in. Um, and once again, as long as Jimmy Garoppolo isn't out there giving away football games, they're still going to be winning a lot. Um, the one thing that we've always said about the Kyle Shanahan offense is as long they're going to be able to run the football, mm-hmm. regardless of who they have back there. Last week we saw that that's not true. They've gone down a few running backs. Uh, so it was Trey Sermon um, last week uh, to get the bulk of the the carries, and they couldn't run the football. Um, and I know me and you talked about this. I guess we talked about it off air, but we talked about how um, the the benefit of Trey Lance, like if they put in Trey Lance anytime soon, to me it would be because we can't get anything with our traditional run game, so we have to try to get something with Trey Lance. That would be the reason. That's a huge, um, that's a, that's a huge staple of San Francisco offense when they're good. Yeah, exactly. But as these running backs start getting healthy, I think Elijah Mitchell is supposed to be back this week. Um, we're going to see if they're going to be back to being able to run the football successfully. And if that's the case, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is going anywhere. Um, I Like I said, if Elijah Mitchell is back and they're able to run the football Sunday, then they're going to beat the, the Seahawks. The Seahawks isn't uh, – their defense isn't anything to be worried about, uh, honestly. Unless you have to get in the shootout with them, if you have yeah. to, if you and can't run the football, yeah. If you if they if you telling me that San Francisco won't be able to run the football Sunday and it's gonna have to be Jimmy G against Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson gonna win. DK yeah. Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, those guys are gonna win that. Mm-hmm. Um, so for San Francisco, they're gonna have to be able to run the football, and they don't have a chance on Sunday. Um, and the last one, like I said, just wanted to stick in the NFC West. Uh, because we were talking about them earlier, the Rams and the Cardinals, uh, the 3-0 teams of the bunch. Uh, we've seen what we've seen from Kyler Murray. Um, A.J. Green uh, looked great one week. Christian Kirk been looking good over time. We know what we're getting from DeAndre Hopkins. Um, they actually haven't had to count on their run game as much just because of how prolific their, uh, their receivers and their quarterback has been. But then you got the Rams, who Matthew Stafford, once again, we talked about him earlier how he's taken what was already a great offense and has taken them to higher levels. And once again, we're talking about a defense. Well, both have good defenses. Um, I know Arizona's having some secondary. Uh, they're, they're missing some people in their secondary right now. Uh, so they're trying to figure that out. But once again, you're talking about a defense in, with L.A. that featured Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> so, so you're looking forward to the DeAndre Hopkins-Jalen Ramsey matchup. And then you got Aaron Donald that's going to be breathing down Kyler Murray's neck all game. Um, The Rams are favored by four and a half. I don't know. I'm not sure what it opened up at. But I think it opened up at seven. Yeah, it was seven. Um, So it's down to four and a half. What you got? 
It's going to be a close one. Um, I, I don't think Kyler Murray is going to be spectacular in this game. I honestly don't. Um, Jalen Rams is definitely going to take away D-Hop, right? Um, that's been the story of their careers for the most part. And Arizona still haven't found a way to run the ball. Um, it's a lot of dropbacks, uh, a lot of Aaron Donald. Uh, Kyler Murray special. And you know I like Kyler Murray a lot. I just don't see Arizona winning this game. I just yeah. don't. I just don't see him winning this game. Maybe if, maybe if um, if Matthew Stafford wasn't playing as good as he's been playing, mm-hmm. uh, they'll have a chance. But I because you know in the past that's what kept these games close to me is the fact that the Rams had Jared Goff. Now you have Matthew Stafford. That's, that's that's a big jump. So I'm going to go with the Rams. Um, and I, I I see them covering. See a lot of teams yeah. covering this week. Um, but yeah, I, I'm taking the Rams and I'm taking the Rams to cover. And I'm right there with you. Um, once again, as good as the Arizona offense and defense is, the Rams are better at both. Um, and like I say, you got Cooper Cup, who's looking like the number one receiver in football right now. And um, I don't even know. Byron Murphy is the number one corner in Arizona, I want to say. And I'm not sure he's going to actually um, shadow Cooper Cup at all. Um, But even if he did, then you're leaving Robert Woods on, you know, you're leaving Robert Woods to feast on your defense. And Robert Woods at times can look just as good as Cooper Cup can. Mm -hmm. Um, And then and then when you turn it around and you say, okay, well, Arizona has a decent offense. I'm, um, but then you look at it and you say, well, Jalen Ramsey is going to neutralize DeAndre Hopkins. Um, but then you still got a Darius Williams who's out there going to be playing cornerback on whoever your second uh, receiver is. So now it's down to your third. And nah, I don't think that's going to. Uh, I don't think that's going to work out for Arizona. So I'm right there with you. I think the Rams are going to win this game and they're going to end up covering. Um. So yeah, man, we 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 see a lot of that this week. Um, similar. Um, but yeah, I mean that was it. The only other news from this week, I know me and you talked off air about the trade. Uh, Richard Sherman signing with the Bucks, which we we kind of saw coming as uh, mm-hmm. soon as we saw that he was visiting. We figured that was going to be the case because um, they really need secondary help at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and how much help will he be? We'll see. Um, I'm not down that he's still a corner, but they're down about two or three of them at this point. So he's only going to be able to do so much. Um, but yeah, so, um, that's it for this week. We will be back next week, hopefully. Um, and we'll go over week four. You boys not in my league. If you listen close, I'm coaching. Say key to the boy. Hella dope without pushing a Blanco. Still stabbing bitches like 94 in the Bronco. If it's about the money, I'm leaving them hoes pronto. If I don't do nothing, I'm about Blanco. Every time I do it, do it to come.